Hi, everyone. Welcome to the World Through She podcast. I'm Sheila, and I'm so excited to share my tips, recommendations, and stories with you. If you want to see any visuals of what I'll be sharing in this podcast, head over to my Instagram and check out my highlights. There's also more information on my website, too. Today, we'll be kicking it off talking about Cuba with my travel buddy, Laura. Hi there, Chilita. It is a pleasure being here with you today and to talk about our trip to Cuba. Cuba was our last trip before quarantine started, and we're so lucky that we got to go there and experience the vibrant, lively, breezy, and unique Cuban culture. We also celebrated our birthdays there, so we got the full Cuban celebration experience. Yeah, so much salsa and mojitos. Don't forget that. Oh, definitely not. So a few things before we get into all the beauty that Cuba offers. First, take a lot of cash, more than you think you need, because no ATMs take American cards and no ATMs even took Laura's Colombian cards. So if you need extra cash while you're there, you won't be able to get it. Also, Cuban airports do not take kooks, which is the local Cuban currency, or cards. So if you're at the airport, either before or after your trip, make sure you have American or Canadian cash or euros. The cell service is awful out there. I even had an international plan and I couldn't get through to anybody. So before you go, study the areas you want to go to and get a really good map. Also, if you're going to multiple cities, hire a driver before you get to Cuba. Tell them exactly where you want to meet, so your Airbnb or hotel address, and at what time, because while you're there, it's likely you won't be able to reach them. As Laura mentioned, there is salsa everywhere. I also learned a dance that is specific to Cuba called La Rueda. It's a circle dance, and it was so much fun. I would recommend, if you have time, learn how to do La Rueda. Our first night there, we experienced a gas outage, which is actually pretty common in Cuba to have gas, power outages, and other tech issues, and housing issues. I actually got locked into a bathroom in our Airbnb for two hours because the doorknob was so old that it got jammed. We actually had to end up calling over the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> he actually unlocked the window with a butter knife. And removed the door. Yeah. <laughs> So you might already know this, but they are limited in supply. So you will actually get to see the beauty in no waste or multi-use products. For example, our dinner table one night was an old sewing machine. And honestly, I can't stress enough how much I love the Cuban culture. The mindset there is so breezy and lighthearted and everyone is so helpful everyone is so kind and acted like they have your best interest at heart like the neighbor he didn't need to help me out but he spent hours trying to get me out of the bathroom and they also never see a problem that they can't solve yeah it's like the problem lives in your head it's not real <laughs> exactly that mindset i wanted to mention that because you got locked in that bathroom we had a beautiful surprise from our airbnb host for our birthdays. Yeah, oh, he gave us the most amazing cake. A huge, delicious cake that I think we didn't even finish because it was so big for the two of us. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Let's get into Havana. Laura, do you want to sing some Camila Cabello Havana, right now? Havana. Yes, I do. 
Beautiful. <laughs> I think of when I think of Havana, even though that's not actually Cuban music. Havana is really walkable. So make sure you're wearing good shoes when you're out and about on the streets of Havana. And if you don't want to walk, there are taxis on all of the main streets, which is every like four to seven blocks. And even busy taxis, you remember? The busy taxi, so it's a guy riding a bicycle and then he has like a little car behind and you hop on the little car and it's way cheaper than any other taxi. Yeah, so it's like the Cuban version of a tuk-tuk in Thailand. <laughs> They're really fun to ride. Environmentally friendly too. <laughs> yes. So when you hear that Cuba has the best mojitos, it's true. The mojitos there are out of this world. I didn't even know that I liked mojitos that much. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> it's definitely not my go-to drink until I went to Cuba. It was our diet. Mojito, mojito, <laughs> eat. Mojito, mojito, sleep. <laughs> yep, she's not lying. They also have really, really good coffee. Cuba is really famous for cortadas, but I liked just simple cafe con leche better. We have great coffee, great breakfast. And the food that I loved the best there was Ropa Vieja. You remember the restaurant? Yes, I remember that restaurant. It was the cutest restaurant ever on Calle Pena Pobre. And the restaurant itself is called Restaurante Antojos. Literally the best Ropa Vieja I've ever had. And the best service. And the best seats. <laughs> That's it. Even though we made a reservation and then what happened, Sheila? <laughs> you guys do not be late to your reservations. We were what, 15 minutes late? We didn't have a way to communicate to them that we were going that we were going to be late and they didn't have any way to communicate to us that they were going to give our table away. Yeah. This was Laura's birthday night and this restaurant has one table that is the back of an old 50s car and it's under a sign that says welcome to Havana a big fluorescent sign and it's it's literally the cutest table we reserved that table because we were like we want to celebrate her birthday here and get photos with it and also so, because we always saw that restaurant super packed so we knew that mm -hmm. it was probably great and we, every time that we tried to go there uh, we couldn't get a table so we decided to make a reservation for that special night but don't worry we ended up working our magic a little bit and getting that seat back <laughs> so that restaurant is on calle pena pobre but there's also another street called peña pobre which is different And that one also has a lot of great restaurants. We went to that street for breakfast, which was good. The typical Cuban breakfast is coffee, fresh fruit juice, fresh fruit, and a variety of breads, including these little breads that look like pancakes. Yeah, yummy. Something we did every day while we were in Havana was, Laura, do you remember? Yeah, going to our favorite spot in the whole town, Hotel Sevilla. <laughs> Hotel Sevilla has so much to offer. They have live music, of course, really, really delicious mojitos. The interior and the architecture is beautiful. And it's actually a historic place for the whole country of Cuba. Yeah, and they also have a doctor. Yeah. Okay, people have to visit a doctor when they visit Cuba. You can find a doctor in the Hotel Sevilla. You could find anything in there. 
Yeah, one more thing about it is, as we said before, we didn't have any service. Our funds weren't working in Cuba and our Airbnb didn't have any Wi-Fi. So if we wanted to communicate with the world outside of Cuba, uh, we have to buy Wi-Fi. And that costed us like $1 an hour, I think. Yeah, $1 an hour. Yeah, and it's only like in the big hotels, like Hotel Sevilla. Mm -hmm. So if you need internet, you can go there and buy one hour of Wi-Fi. It's a great thing to bring up. Also in Havana, you have to rent a 50s car to explore the whole city. And take photos. Laurita had her eye on a bright pink one with the pink panther on the window. The pink panther, yes, I remember. So we ended up having this one because he gave us the best price. Yeah, you could definitely try to negotiate. But once you get the car, you could explore the entire city, visit Plaza de la Revolución, Parque Almendares, which is this really green and beautiful park. And it has such crazy trees. They look like they have a hundred stems and roots coming out of it. And have great mojitos in that park. <laughs> Cuba in general just has great mojitos. Everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned Plaza de la Revolución. It was a really cool thing to see, especially when you know a lot about Cuba's history. So Laura and I actually watched a Netflix show that explained the Cuban history. What was it called? Cuba Libre. Like the cocktail. Have a Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. Easy to remember. Yeah, it's very informative. Uh, really, really, really good information. Really well done. It gives you like very detailed view of Cuban history. Yeah. We also took the ferry to a small town nearby called Casablanca. There's a really small hike that takes you to the very top of the town. So you could see all of Casablanca and Havana from up there. And also up there is a Christ. He is known as the Cuban Jesus because his hands are open, but one of his hands looks like he's holding a cigar and the other one looks like he's holding a mojito. Very Cuban, like even to bring that up, like even to say that the Jesus had that in their hands. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of other culture. So during our trip, we didn't go to any of the main beach towns in Cuba, but there are beaches around Havana that you could go to. We went to Santa Maria del Mar and had lunch, which was fresh fish directly on the water. Yeah, and a lot of mojitos too. <laughs> Another thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about renting the car is Hotel Nacional, which is also a historic staple in Havana. And it's also beautiful and at the top of a mountain, so you have kind of like a view of the water from there and of Havana, right? Yeah, El Malecón. Oh, Laurita, we also went to a famous restaurant that you wanted to go to. Oh, okay. So that's a good story. So Cuba, as everyone knows, is pretty well known for the music. We wanted to experience that. And we ended up finding this place that was called Buena Vista Social Club, like the old orchestra. I don't remember how much it costs, but we have food and we have a more or less like two or three hours of like live music, salsa music, Cuban music, different artists performing and great, great artists, like all the singers, all the band players. Yeah, it was really cool because we love the band Buena Vista Social Club and they actually used to play at this place. It was just interesting and really fun to see the area that they did play in when they first got started. Yeah, to hear all the music, all the good songs, uh, 
all the good Cuban songs. Yeah. And to remember all the good musicians that Cuba had brought. And another famous restaurant that we went to was La Bodeguita del Medio. It is a good restaurant, maybe not our favorite, but it was really good. And it's like an iconic place because everyone who visits Cuba goes there and you can sign the walls and to tell other people that you, that you were there, that you visited mm -hmm. that place. And they also have a tiny bar at the entrance with live music. The front area with the live music was jam packed. Laura and I also signed our name on the wall. So if you go to that restaurant, look for our names. Yes. There's also a very iconic place when it comes to the music uh, scene in Cuba that we didn't have the chance to visit because when we when we arrived, mm -hmm. uh, the show was over and it is La Casa, la casa de, de la Musica. <laughs> there were two locations. There was one that the... I don't know, the security guy, he let us go in and see it, but there was nobody there. We we like hurried up to go to the other one to try to make it for at least 30 minutes to an hour of it. And right when we got there, it was closing. Yeah. Music is everywhere. And Cuba has some of the most talented musicians I've ever heard. Like yeah. there was a incredible violinist who would play the violin and sing at the same time at the Hotel Nacional. In Hotel Sevilla, we had a whole band who used their mouths to play instruments. Like they didn't have any instruments. They just did it all themselves. There was also Hotel Parque Central. It's a really fun rooftop bar and dance floor and show. Yeah, we saw a show of only women band. Just so you know, if you ever go to a show or even if you just see live music anywhere, people will pull you up and make you start dancing. It's not an option to sit and listen to music. They will pull you up to you make you try. dance. Yeah. The last day that I was in Cuba, I actually always love hop on hop off buses. That's a great way to familiarize yourself with the city. So after Havana, we went to Vinales. We stayed at the cutest farm. The pineapple farm. I didn't know that I liked pineapple until I tried pineapple at this farm. All the food there. So it was a cute little farm. Uh, all the food that they served was from the farm. So the dining table was like in this, how do you call that? Like a kiosk? Like a, a, an adult version of a treehouse? <laughs> with a beautiful view of the whole valley. It was such a beautiful way to start our morning and to end our day for breakfast and for dinner yeah and it, just fun to know that all of the food we were eating were coming from the farm that we were staying at so in vinales we also visited the city it was pretty cute it has a really lively market but i really really loved the farm that we stayed at like i wouldn't trade our farm experience for the city experience oh totally agree on that and we did a little tour on horse, horseback riding. <laughs> okay, so we took the horses down to the national park to see the tobacco plantations, to see the whole valley uh, and the mountain range that come across or behind the valley. Uh, do you remember the names? The mountain ranges were Sierra de los Organos. Oh, and... yeah, Sierra de los Organos and the yeah. Mogote which are those little, like, not little, huge. Not like, little at all. 
<laughs> it looked cute, but they weren't a little. Uh, those rock <laughs> formations that look like mountains. Yeah, they are limestone cliffs that like rise like islands. Yeah, they look more like mountains. Yeah, <laughs> like little big mountains. But in the national park, like Laura mentioned, we saw tobacco farmers. We also saw yucca farmers and yucca crops. And we had a sugarcane drink called Guarapo Frio, where we saw the farmer cut off the sugarcane, squeeze the juice out of it, and give it to us. Yeah, he added a little bit of lime and rum, I think. Yeah. It was fresh lime juice as well. Everything is just fresh there. Yeah, also because I was kind of sick, no coronavirus, but I have uh, a cold, <laughs> I think. The woman, our host in Vinales in the pineapple farm, she was giving me like the medicine that they use for the colds. And it is a little bit of, I think it's sugar cane juice and lime juice and also like rum. So pretty much what we have, but I was having like small shots like every morning that she was giving me. Yeah, so pretty much, I guess, Guarapo Frio is, is also a remedy for a cold. This national park is famous for the tobacco fields. They show you how they make tobacco from plant all the way to cigar. I mean, too bad neither me nor Laura smoke. Their cigars are only $3. That is our whole Cuba trip. It was so much fun. In summary, when you're in Havana, you have to visit Hotel Sevilla, Hotel Nacional. You have to eat from Restaurante Antojos, and especially in that cute little seat with the 50s car. You have to rent a 50s car and do a tour around the city, which includes Plaza de la Revolución, the park, everywhere in between. All their places. Yeah. And in Vinales, stay at a farm, don't stay at the city. And lastly, make sure you check out the national park and do a tour around with a horse or really Even with walking. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and try tobacco if you want. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you, Sheila. This was great. And for everyone listening, feel free to DM me or Laura on Instagram with any questions or additional recommendations. Thanks for listening.